Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Victor, talk about spiritual warfare. All this is, the invisible war is impacting the physical war. What we cannot see is actually much more important than what we can see. I agree with you because that's what the word says. I, I think one of the biggest problems in America um, is, you know, the epidemic of dads, men not being fathers. Uh, and, you know, that, that's more dangerous than ISIS attacking men not stepping up. The second thing is probably pastors who don't have a backbone. And I say that in the most sincere way, because some of them are just jack wagons that shouldn't even be in ministry. You're just like, can you get a different career path, son? And uh, I'll tell you, I'm shocked by the need for people in America who need to be trained and armed and equipped to fight the demonic, but they can't get a pastor who will give them the goods and speak the truth. So, I mean, I think most of it boils down to fear and, and truly lack of faith. They don't understand their authority. And my wife and I, my, my, my wife, I, Trust me, she's part Spartan woman. Uh, I mean, there's, there's been times where I had to do a mission. I'm like, hey, you know, this one, this one, this is a tough one. You know, are you okay with, in case I don't come back? And I have heard from her mouth to my ears, I'd rather be a widow than married to a coward. Go get it. And I'm, but it's all based on real faith. It's not just bravado. She's like, did God tell you? Uh, and I knew when we were dating, she was that type of woman because there was a guy named Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, a singer. And he, I had trained him in some combative stuff and he wanted me to work for him. And I'll never forget, everybody's saying, oh, this is a great opportunity. This young lady says, did God tell you to do it? I was like, well, you ain't got to be so technical. Um, I didn't take the job and I ended up marrying her. So I got the better deal. Surfing USA. The spiritual warfare, I realized how real it was as a young kid. And I think God prepared me to be able to deal wholesale with so much demonic activity as an adult. And it just didn't bother me. And it certainly didn't bother my wife. We have a friend in India. We helped start an uh, orphanage. And i never forget, he was helping a little kid who had just become an orphan. Both parents dead. And uh, he said something to him. And the kid was crying. He held him. He was really patting him on his back hard. And he walked away. I said, what did you just tell him? He said, I told him, I'll be your father. You're not alone. And then he said this. I'll never forget this. He goes, Victor. I have learned from trauma that when you're born in the fire of life, you won't be 
burn by the heat of life. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And then God started bringing into our lives people who were oppressed or demonized. And it was pastors that started calling me right away. And they would say, hey, I have somebody over here that's, you know, and I'm like, well, what, what do you want me to do? They're like, why don't you come do something? I go, I'm a, I'm a black belt, not an exorcist. And so we, you know, we had to kind of figure this out where we started praying. And then it became very specific where we started seeing a pattern of people who were demonized and oppressed. And God gave us a very simple way to find out if someone has assignments against them, what are the lies they've told them, when did this demon come, does it have a legal right to stay, is it head of a demon horde against them, and then what is the truth that God speaks about this person, not what the demon has been telling them the lies. And then people get set free. It is un. Believable, And I trust me, I, I'm, a, I'm the reluctant evangelist and certainly the reluctant praying for people with demons. But uh, we just got back from a deal and I'm on the phone. It's on speaker and there's a pastor going, hey, we really need you to come to the church. Is a, somebody's manifesting this demon. And I was like, oh, well, you know, you know, hey, just it's not. My wife goes, it's just a demon, pastor. Deal with it. And I'm like. He doesn't know, don't. He's scared. And uh, so demons don't impress her and they don't make us afraid. And when we wake up, it's true. They, they get nervous. That's not bravado. That's the power of God. That should be in every believer that when you walk into a place, you, they know it. I believe that. How um couple minutes before we do a Q&A. How do we deal with the demonic? What are some tools the Bible gives us? What are some truths of the Bible that everyday believers can use to fight the supernatural war? Yeah, I, I would say garlic. Uh, <laughs> my wife makes me eat garlic like it does something. Uh, uh, <clears throat> no, I'd say the first thing uh, is we are to take every thought captive. That is the best, because the battlefield's in the mind, right? It's not in the, it's the mind. So this is how I tell people, you may have a certain level of oppression. And I pray for people who are from children to movie stars to people in the Pentagon. It's, it's been really fun. And uh, to see people get free, to be able to do and have the full capacity of what God's called them to do, including pray for non-believers. Where you pray for a non-believer to be set free and they get set free. I remember one time this guy gets free and he's like, Whoo, wow, that's really real. I said, yep, sure is. And I'm getting ready to leave. He's like, I said, oh, do you know Jesus Christ? Like in a personal way? He goes, no. I go, well, he just delivered you. You saw that, right? I mean, it's him. I can't do it. It's him. Would you like to give your life to him and surrender? He goes, that's a very good idea. That's a very good idea. What do I need to do? So the first thing I tell people is take every thought captive. Young ladies, I tell young ladies, look, you get out of the shower, you're getting dressed, and, you know, you're, you're in the mirror. I said, do you ever hear this thought in your mind that says, you're ugly? 
You are worthless. No one will ever love you. You are, and, and they're like, yeah. I said, that's negative chatter. But the key here is, does it say you? Because self-assessment is, oh, I need to lose weight. Or, yeah, I should do my hair day. But when there's another person saying you, that's an entity. That's a demonic whisper. And trust me, the whispers are a lot more powerful than the yelling at times. And that's when you take that thought captive as a believer and go, no, I'm not going to be like my dad. No, I'm a new creature in Christ. When my family told me I would never stay married, I said, I'm a new creature in Christ. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror. I never have to cheat on my wife. She never has to cheat on me. I'm not going to abandon my kids. I'm not going to abuse my kids. Because greater is he that is in me than is he that's in this world. And it's the word that renews our mind, Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed to this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that's the first step. And then maybe garlic. It's, uh, Victor, let me ask you a question. Um, in the Bible, it talks about how um, Satan is not everywhere. He has to pick certain cities and places. Uh, he is not omnipresent. Uh, do you feel in the last couple of years that there is uh, more of the demonic in this country than the country you grew up in, or especially in politically and socially or morally? Or do you just think that we're talking about it more? Or do you think, no, it's always been the same and there, there aren't times where it's more emphasized or not? Well, no, I, I think Christians in America have done a really good PR job for the devil. Those demons are over there, not here. And yet, if you look at the fruit of people's lives, divorces, addiction, uh, the craziness of it all, you go, what? Well, yeah, if they live over there, they're vacationing over here, all right? And I... I think the demonic has always been here, but we're seeing the manifestation of it more in greater ways in the political realm, in entertainment. It's, it's just, I mean, do y'all, those of you been a Christian, remember when it was a really big thing, backward masking? Does anybody, where you would play a record backwards and hear a message from the devil? Ruh, 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 Satan is God or whatever. I'm like, oh, to go back to those days. Now it's just in your face. I mean, yeah, it's, it's dizzy. So I'll tell you, it's a time, it's a great time in history that God has placed us all here to stand up and move the needle for the kingdom to advance forward. So, Victor, last question. This ties into kind of our theme here, Jeremiah 29, 7, demand the welfare of the city of which you are in because your welfare is tied to your nation's welfare. If we are looking at the manifestation of the invisible in the visible, should we still contest in the visible against these demonic forces, against this, the, the tactics of the enemy? I'd say it's both and. If we don't have faith in action, do we really have faith? And I, and I think I could take any one of y'all on a mission with us. And a girl that we just had in our safe house in Iraq was abducted at 11 years old by ISIS and has been with them seven years as a victim of sex trafficking and the worst abuse. Let me tell you, as a Christian, if we could help her, should we? And we did. And we were in Iraq 
We had her in our house 48 hours after she was uh, out of harm's way with ISIS. She had a broke nose and a broken back, but a big old smile. And I'll tell you what, it's Christians that are helping her, no one else. And we always serve people. So yes, we must engage against warfare that's manifested or we will lose. It's that simple. And when people go, oh, I'm praying, I go, great. Prayer changes things. But also, just like God told Joshua, get up. You've been praying long enough. You better get up and do something. There's a time we must put our faith in action or else the devil will win and Christians will feel a false sense of, well, I prayed. But did you do? Were you his hands and feet? And I'll tell you something. You, young man, are a source of inspiration and encouragement for all of us gray hairs. And it's not just your boyish good looks and high intellect or your beautiful bride. God has his hand on you, a mantle. And I went to his headquarters for the first time today. And I'm like, I want to just buy a little bus and be a tour guide and start bringing people in there. It's unreal. If you've never seen what God is doing, and that's what we have to be part of. Where is God doing it? And we engage. So thank you. And we will pray and support the work. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time. 